what customer was eating five years ago is completely different now. So you've got to stay sharp on that market front. Because food waste really starts at the farm and then it finishes at the end of a scraped plate. This is the Food and Beverage Podcast, your B2B show for the best thought leadership in the industry, bringing you education, information, and inspiration, only on MarketScale. Welcome to MarketScale Food and Beverage. I'm your host, Sean B. Now, one of the universal factors of any and all food experience is usually having someone help you, whether that's maybe a cashier at a grocery store or your waiter or waitress at a restaurant. And and those interactions are nice, but there's there's a way to improve it. And my guest on the podcast today is working on perfecting that improvement. Today, I have the privilege of having a conversation with the CEO of Applied Decisions USA, Juan Perez. Juan, how are you today? I'm good, Sean. Thank you. How are you? I'm doing quite well. Thank you for asking. Now, I was walking through a McDonald's, oh gosh, like six months ago, I guess. Uh, Now, I'm not trying to say I haven't eaten in a McDonald's in six months. I'm saying (laughs) this is the first time I noticed that, uh, and this particular McDonald's, I want full transparency here. This particular McDonald's had already deployed the in-lobby kiosk where you ordered everything from a kiosk and then you picked up a a a little gps table tent you went to your table and then they brought your order to you i was it was a weird uh mix of feelings because i was i had a nostalgia of waiting in line at the counter it was very weird it it surprised me a lot i thought oh i didn't even that was weird (laughs) but it was really cool and very unsettling for them to bring my food to the table because that doesn't happen at a mcdonald's so it's a weird mindset that i was in and that's exactly what you want to happen right that's your goal so yeah, Sean, McDonald's is the bellwether in the industry, and uh, they essentially made an announcement a couple of years ago uh, that they would be putting in uh, self-ordering kiosks in all of their North American restaurants. Um, they had already been doing this in other parts of the world, by the way, but uh, but when they made that announcement, uh, it, it triggered a couple of things. Number one, other players uh, started looking into the technology, uh, and many of them, uh, many of the big players uh, and small and medium players as well, are already rolling, uh, installing the technology, or at least looking at it. Uh, but the other thing it, it did, I think, is it pointed us to uh, where uh, it appears the industry is heading, and uh, and that is that I think that in the not-too-distant future, uh, self-ordering uh kiosks are going to be the primary form of engagement uh, in quick service and fast casual restaurants. So, um, you know, already I have seen a couple of uh, test uh, McDonald's stores. I'm in the Chicago market, so they do a lot of testing here uh, in this market. And um, I've seen a store in particular in downtown Chicago where you basically have a tunnel uh, that's populated on both sides of this tunnel with, uh, I think it's eight kiosks. Uh, and the guest has to walk through that tunnel uh, to get to a very small ordering counter. Uh, so, uh, so it's likely that they're going to place the order uh, on one of those kiosks before they even get to that counter. But for those guests who want to avoid the kiosk, uh, there is a, one little terminal with like a four-foot counter where they can place uh, their orders. Um, so I think they're giving us a, you know, kind of an indication that, hey, um, 
yeah, we see this as valuable technology. Um, it, this is the way the industry is going to go. Now, typically there are two sort of negative responses to this that I've seen. Uh, one of them is, well, not everybody likes to use this technology. Uh, and I think, uh, you know, the technology is really easy to use. And when people try it, I think they, they realize that uh, it's not scary at all, uh, easy to use. Uh, perhaps it helps them remember things that they might have normally forgotten to order, et cetera. Uh, but number two, the, the other negative thing is, I, I guess the jobs, the you know the for, the order takers, uh, what what's going to happen to those jobs? And McDonald's is is proving, as others are, that those jobs can be repurposed. So the person that was formerly taking an order at the counter is now delivering the food to your table. Uh, as you said, uh, they're asking you if you need any additional condiments or napkins, etc. Uh, they're also keeping the dining room tidy. So they're improving customer service. Uh, they're making the guests uh, feel better, better served. Uh, and at the same time, uh, you know, they, in some cases, they, they've even added jobs because they've raised the throughput, uh, the orders that they're processing in the restaurant because of the kiosk. So, okay, so the question, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt, but I, no. I want to ask this question before it flies on my head. Is this move to the to the self-ordering, is that driven by the business side of a cost management side, or is it driven by the psychology of the next generation of diners? I think it's some of both. I, th- I think there are certainly, certainly the, that industry um, has, you know, traditionally had problems with uh I shouldn't say problems, issues with labor. Uh, there are some challenges there. There are inherent inaccuracies and in, uh, the risk of guest dissatisfaction in, a, in the human-to-human exchange of, you know, uh, of an order, I want a burger without this sauce or without you know, lettuce, et cetera. Uh, they oftentimes get that wrong. Uh, the kiosk never gets it wrong. The customer's in control uh, of, of, the, uh, of the experience. Um, so I think there's some of that at play, uh, but I really don't think they're looking at it from a cost standpoint, more from an efficiency standpoint, and just a better way to engage customers that's more consistent um, in terms of you know, cross-selling, upselling, being able to order from order history, uh, etc. Technology is something that is usually fairly stable. It's pretty manageable. You, you know, if you program it correctly and all the parts are working, it's pretty reliable. Um, you've experienced the growth of that reliability in the grocery space, specifically with uh, self-ordering kiosks. I have to tell you right now that about the fifth time that I have to scan a box of fettuccine noodles at the self-checkout to get it to read the barcode, I'm about done with that shopping experience. And that's something that you have dealt with firsthand. Yeah, so we, we were sort of pioneers in the grocery industry in terms of putting self-ordering kiosks in grocery stores. Those were focused on enabling uh, grocery store customers to order from fresh foods departments like the deli or a pizza uh, station or a, a substation that they had. The self-checkout is kind of a different niche, both under the self-service umbrella, but a little bit different from what we had done. Certainly, the tech- we've, we've seen the technology evolve over the years. And uh, in our case, we've worked with human factors engineering individuals 
uh, who have given us feedback on, on our user interface, you know, how we take a customer through to navigate uh, and find the products on the menus that they're looking for or the sale items or whatever it be so that they can order those faster. Uh, the idea in the grocery space was always, let's not make them wait in line and have unproductive time. Let's have them put their order in and then go shopping while we make that order. That way they're in our store and they're picking up other things uh, while they're waiting for us to make the order. They're not standing in a, in a line doing nothing, just getting frustrated. But yeah, the technology certainly has evolved and not just the software technology, but the hardware as well. So it's come down in price and it's come down uh, in terms, and it's, and it's, you know, the components themselves have improved. The touchscreen behavior has improved. Uh, the processor uh, behind uh, the touchscreen has improved in, ter in terms of availability and uptime. Um, so everything has just sort of uh, progressed to the extent where the glitches and the delays and, you know, we reasonably expect 95, 98% uptime nowadays with our grocery kiosks. And another benefit to uh, the move to this technology is the fact that a kiosk is never going to forget to upsell, but it's also from a customer standpoint, it's never going to, to let me forget to order french fries uh, and it will at some point evolve to personalized uh profiles that kiosk at you know for example i don't know dairy queen is going to remember that i like to order the dude and i like to have a dilly bar and i like dr pepper and it's oh do you want a large dr pepper this time oh cool it remembers i got dr pepper last time that's that's where we're going to wind up right yeah I, I, exactly i i think Suggested selling in the form of cross-selling to a complementary item or upselling, for example, a burger to a meal that includes that burger, as well as ordering from previous history are key components of any self-ordering uh, software, certainly of best-of-breed software. Uh, you have to have those components. You're right. Those are the things that lend consistency to the, to the process so that the customer doesn't forget what they previously ordered. Maybe it's a type of customer that comes in every Wednesday and orders the same thing. With you know being able to order from order history, they can probably place their order in under 10 seconds, which is phenomenal. And then you have you know ways to recognize the customer at the kiosk, right? And you know in some cases we've seen facial recognition be deployed. So I, I just come up and stand in front of the kiosk and it knows who I am and it pulls up my order history, my favorites and so forth. But you know there's there's biometric sensors, uh, there's, you know, scanning a loyalty card, etc. So once we've identified the guest, we can kind of pull a bunch of things together for that guest to make the experience even better. So we talked about fast casual. We've talked about grocery stores. I want to talk a little bit about the future. So tell me the truth, Juan. Are we going to get to a, a point in the future where I walk into a fancy steak restaurant and I have uh, a screen at the table that helps recommend the right wine for the steak that I just ordered? Uh, that's certainly plausible. I think what, um, what, I, what I see more is in quick service and fast casual restaurants coming into a restaurant where there, it, there are no human order takers. There are just self-ordering kiosks and you place your order that way. Um, certainly, I think other industries uh, and the, the concept of self-service technology itself will continue to you know, spread in other ways to the industry. But I'm primarily looking at, at, at those two niches within, uh, within the restaurant food service space, uh, quick service and fast casual, 
Uh, and this pre-ordering or self-ordering process, I think, is going to be the standard in the future. All right. So one more hypothetical situation. The restaurant is employing a geofence. I walk into the restaurant having already prepped my order on my phone. Mm-hmm. I am inside the perimeter of the geofencing. I hit order. It orders that for me. And by the time I sit down, my food is already, they're already cooking it. I know there are some restaurants that have apps now that you can pay uh, for an order and place the order as a creator. Do you prefer that sort of form factor or do you prefer more of a, a large screen in the lobby of the restaurant or do they both have their benefits? I think they both have their benefits, but I, I think we talk a lot about mobile ordering apps, and there's certainly a place for them. But what I'm focused on is the large screen in the restaurant, because the reality, uh, and we've been through this in the grocery industry too, the reality is is that uh, a lot of customers are still going to the store. A lot of these companies, whether it be McDonald's or the Kroger company in the, in the grocery space or Walmart, they have invested a lot in their brick and mortar uh, 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 you know, stores. So uh, a lot of customers are still going there. A lot of them would rather not use uh, the mobile app ahead of time. Uh, they want to come into the restaurant and place their order. So we're simply talking about uh, replacing the human order takers with the, you know, the self-ordering big screen kiosk in the restaurants. Um, I think that's probably where the where the industry is headed, but I think the interaction between mobile apps and in-store devices like kiosks will continue to develop as well. So I don't know if you're experiencing this same situation right now, but all of a sudden I'm really hungry. I don't know why. (laughs) Yeah, this happens to me all the time. It's really weird. Well, uh, what has not been weird has been the pleasure I've had in having a conversation today with the CEO for Applied Decisions USA, also known as ADUSA, and that is Juan Perez. Juan, thank you so much for taking the time today. This was really cool. Thank you, Sean. Thanks for having me. Hey, I really appreciate it, and I look forward to having a chance to talk to you again in the future. Sounds great. Thanks. Thank you for listening to this episode of our podcast. If you'd like to find out more or listen to previous episodes, go to marketscale.com industries. And if you have a chance, subscribe to the MarketScale publications for the latest articles, videos, and podcasts from your favorite industries. 